chapter seven part one of the life of washington volume three by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seven part one distress in the american camp expedition against staten island requisitions on the states new scheme of finance committee of congress deputed to camp resolution to make up depreciation of pay mutiny in the line of connecticut general Niphausen enters jersey sir henry clinton returns to new york skirmish at springfield exertions to strengthen the army bank established in philadelphia contributions of the ladies farther proceedings of the states arrival of a french armament in rhode island changes in the quartermaster's department enterprise against new york abandoned naval superiority of the british seventeen eighty while disasters thus crowded on each other in the southern states the commander-in-chief found himself surrounded with difficulties which required his utmost exertions to avoid calamities equally distressing his urgent requisitions for men to supply the places of those who were leaving the service were not complied with and the soldiers who remained could scarcely be preserved from either perishing with cold and hunger or dispersing and living on plunder general green and colonel wadsworth who had for the preceding year been at the head of the quartermaster and commissary departments possessed distinguished merit and had employed assistants of unquestionable ability and integrity yet for a great part of the campaign the rations were frequently reduced and the army was rarely supplied with provisions for more than a few days in advance soon after coming into winter quarters the magazines were exhausted and afforded neither meat nor flour to be delivered to the men this state of things had been long foreseen and all the means in the power of the commander-in-chief had been used to prevent it repeated representations of the actual famine with which the army was threatened had been made to congress and to the state governments but no adequate relief was afforded and such was the condition of the finances so embarrassing the state of affairs that it was perhaps attainable only by measures which the governments could not venture to adopt the rapid depreciation of the continental currency had long been viewed with apprehensive anxiety by the enlightened friends of the revolution and various unsuccessful expedients had been essayed for the purpose of checking its progress all perceived that the great quantity in circulation was the principal cause of the diminution of its value and congress had resolved not to exceed two hundred millions of dollars in their emissions in the meantime the utmost endeavors were used to defer an evil so justly dreaded and among the expedients employed was that of withholding from the public agents the money which was necessary for public purposes the unwise experiment while it defeated its own object threatened the dissolution of the american army the difference between the value of the article at the times of contract and of payment was soon perceived and of course influenced its price but this was the least mischievous consequence of this mistaken policy the public agents contracted enormous debts which they were unable to discharge repeated disappointments destroyed their credit and towards the close of the year seventeen seventy nine they found it impracticable to obtain supplies for the subsistence of the army from these causes the contracts entered into could not be co-extensive with the public wants and many of those which were made were not complied with in this critical state of things an entire revolution was made in the commissary department 
such was the prejudice against the system adopted by great britain for supplying by contract that it had been usual to allow as a compensation to the commissary a stipulated commission on all the monies expended on public account after some time this allowance was supposed to be an inducement to purchase at high prices and an arrangement was made on the first of january by which the commissary-general was to receive a fixed nominal salary in the paper currency and was permitted to appoint assistants whose compensations were also fixed and who were to defray out of those compensations all the expenses attending the transactions of the business the practice of allowing them rations and forage was discontinued this new system was unfortunately so modified as to increase the embarrassments of the department it was found difficult to obtain assistance and agents for the compensation allowed and those who were willing to be employed were unequal to the duties assigned them for several days the soldiers were reduced to half allowance and sometimes to less at length affairs came to the crisis which had long been threatened and early in january a letter was received from colonel wadsworth informing the general that it was absolutely out of his power to supply the army longer with meat as he was without money and had totally exhausted his credit about the same time the assistant commissary residing in camp gave notice that his stock of provisions was on the point of being expended and that he had no immediate prospect of a farther supply this state of things compelled the commander-in-chief to adopt efficacious measures to relieve the immediate and pressing wants of his soldiers he required from each county in the state of jersey a quantity of meat and flour proportioned to its resources to be raised and forwarded to the army within a limited time not exceeding six days in a circular letter addressed to the magistrates he stated the pressing wants of the army and the necessity of resorting to coercion should his requisition fail to the honor of the magistrates and people of new jersey although their country was much exhausted the supplies required were instantly furnished and a temporary relief obtained the patient and uncomplaining fortitude with which the soldiers bore their sufferings was strong evidence of their patriotism could not fail to make a deep impression on their general but while their virtues excited his sensibilities he expressed his fears very freely to congress that they might be too severely tried the unusual severity of the winter seemed to furnish an opportunity for active enterprise which the commander-in-chief observed without being able to improve the garrison of new york and its immediate dependencies was supposed to be reduced to ten or eleven thousand defectives and the security heretofore derived from its insular situation no longer existed the ice was so strong that the whole army with its train of wagons and artillery might pass over without danger this circumstance afforded a glorious occasion for striking a blow which if successful would most probably terminate the war the effort would seem not to have exceeded the strength of america could that strength have been exerted in proper season but the government possessed neither sufficient energy nor concentration of power to call it forth and this opportunity passed away as many which present themselves in the course of human affairs must pass away if those who should take advantage of them only begin to deliberate about making preparations in the season for action the force under the immediate command of general washington was decidedly inferior to that in new york and so far was he from having reason to expect immediate reinforcements that congress had not agreed on making a requisition for them in addition to this feebleness and poignant numbers the soldiers were not half clothed provisions for immediate use could be obtained only by contributions from the people the quartermaster's department was unable to put an army in motion and the military chest did not contain a dollar under the pressure of this combination of discouraging circumstances 
the active mind of washington still looked forward to the possibility of deriving some advantage from the exposed situation of his adversary the troops on staten island were computed at one thousand or twelve hundred men and the firm bridge of ice now uniting that island to the jersey shore seemed to furnish an opportunity for bearing off this corps general washington determined to make the attempt with two thousand five hundred men to be commanded by major-general lord stirling the more distant troops moved down on sleds and to favor a surprise the opinion was inculcated that they only constituted a relief for the detachment already on the lines january on the night of the fourteenth of january lord stirling moved over from de hart's point and detaching lieutenant-colonel willett to decker's house where buskirk's regiment was stationed proceeded himself to the watering-place where the main body was posted notwithstanding the precautions which had been taken the alarm had been given at each post and the troops had saved themselves in their works so that only a few prisoners were made contrary to the intelligence previously received the communication with new york was still open and the works appeared too strong to justify the hazard of attempting to carry them by assault january seventeenth the object of the expedition being unattainable lord stirling commenced his retreat which was effected with inconsiderable loss a body of cavalry which charged his rear was repulsed but from the intenseness of the cold and the defectiveness of his means to protect his men from it some of them were frost-bitten and a few stragglers were made prisoners the excessive cold continuing the rivers were soon afterwards completely blocked up even arms of the sea were passable on the ice and the islands about the mouth of the hudson presented the appearance of one whole and unbroken continent this state of things produced a great degree of suffering among all classes in new york the supplies usually received by water failed totally and a great scarcity of provisions and of fuel was the consequence to increase this scarcity the american troops on the lines were so disposed as to interrupt the communication between the country and the town and these arrangements produced a partisan war in which the advantage was rather on the side of the british in one of the most important of these skirmishes captain roberts of massachusetts with fourteen of his men were killed on the spot seventeen were wounded of whom three died in a few days and lieutenant-colonel thompson of massachusetts who commanded the party two captains four subalterns and ninety non-commissioned officers and privates were made prisoners the omission of the full sum of two hundred millions of dollars in continental bills of credit which congress had solemnly resolved not to exceed had been completed in november seventeen seventy nine and the money was expended the requisitions on the states to replenish the treasury by taxes were not fully complied with and had they even been strictly observed it would not have produced the sum equal to the public expenditure it was therefore necessary to devise other measures for the prosecution of the war during the distresses which brought the army to the brink of dissolution these measures were under consideration so early as december seventeen seventy nine congress had determined to change the mode of supplying the army from purchases to requisitions of specific articles on the several states as preliminary to this system commissioners were appointed to make the estimates and to introduce every practicable reform in the expenditures this subject was under deliberation until the twenty fifth of february when sundry resolutions were passed apportioning on the states their respective quotas of provisions spirits and forage for the ensuing campaign the value of the several articles was estimated in specie and assurances were given that accounts between the states should be regularly kept and finally settled in spanish milled dollars for the purpose of inducing and facilitating a compliance with these requisitions congress also resolved that any state which shall have taken the necessary measures for furnishing its quota 
and have given notice thereof to congress shall be authorized to prohibit any continental quartermaster or commissary from purchasing within its limits these resolutions constituting the basis of a new system on which the future subsistence of the army was essentially to depend were too deeply interesting not to receive the anxious attention of the commander-in-chief with regret he communicated to congress the radical defects he perceived in their arrangements with his apprehensions that this untried scheme would fail in practice his judgment and the judgment of all men engaged in high and responsible situations was decidedly in favor of conducting the war on a national rather than on a state system but independent of this radical objection economy had been so much more consulted than the probable necessities of the army that in almost every article the estimate had fallen far short of the demand to be reasonably expected the total omission to provide means for supplying occasional deficiencies from the surplus resources of any particular state was an error of still greater magnitude it was obvious that the demand in any state which should become the theatre of war would be much greater than its quota and experience had shown that the carriage of specific articles from distant places was always difficult and expensive and sometimes impracticable yet no means were adopted to supply such extraordinary demand whatever it might be the resources of the country a still more radical objection to the system was the principle enabling any state which should take means to comply with the requisition and should notify those means to the government of the united states to prohibit the continental agents from making any purchases within its territory among the states which adopted the proposition of congress was new jersey in which the largest division of the army was stationed its legislature passed an act prohibiting the purchase of provisions within its jurisdiction by the staff of the continental line under severe penalties and refused to authorize its own agents to provide for any emergency however pressing it was an additional objection to these requisitions that they specified no periods of the year within which certain portions of the articles demanded should be raised and consequently might be complied with although the army should be left destitute of every necessary for a considerable part of the campaign these suggestions however with others less material to the military operations did not receive the attention which was due to their importance a disposition in the members of congress growing inevitably out of the organization of the government to consult the will of their respective states and to prefer that will to any other object had discovered itself at an early period and had gained strength with time the state of the national treasury was calculated to promote this disposition it was empty and could be replenished only by taxes which congress had not the power to impose or by new emissions of bills of credit which the government had pledged the public faith not to make and which would rest for their redemption only on that faith which would be violated in the very act of their emission under these circumstances it required a degree of energy seldom found to struggle with surrounding difficulties for the preservation of a general system and to resist the temptation to throw the nation at the feet of the states in whom the vital principle of power the right to levy taxes was exclusively vested while the continental currency preserved its value its this essential defect of the constitution was in some measure concealed the facility with which money was obtained from the press was a temporary substitute for the command of the resources of the country but when this expedient failed it was scarcely possible to advance a single step but under the guidance of the respective states whatever might be the future effect of this system it was impracticable to bring it into immediate operation the legislatures of the several states by whom it was to be adopted and carried into execution were many of them not then in session 
and were to meet at different times through the ensuing spring it was consequently to be expected that great part of the summer would pass away before the supplies to be raised by the measure could be brought into use in the meantime and until a new scheme of finance which accompanied the requisition of specific articles should be tried there was no regular provision for the army financial regulations bills to the amount of one hundred thousand pounds sterling payable at six months sight were drawn on mr j and others to the same amount on mr lawrence who were empowered to negotiate loans in europe these bills were sold in small sums on pressing occasions and the loan offices remained open for the purpose of borrowing from individuals this new scheme of finance was a second essay to substitute credit unsupported by solid funds and resting solely on the public faith for money the vast quantity of bills unavoidably emitted before the establishment of regular governments possessing sufficient energy to enforce the collection of taxes or to provide for their redemption and before the governments of europe were sufficiently confident of their stability to afford them aid or credit was assigned by congress as the principal cause of that depreciation which had taken place in the continental currency the united states were now they said under different circumstances their independence was secure their civil governments were established and vigorous and the spirit of their citizens ardent for exertion the government being thus rendered competent to the object it was necessary to reduce the quantity of paper in circulation and to appropriate funds that should ensure the punctual redemption of the bills for these purposes the several states were required to continue to bring into the continental treasury monthly from february to april inclusive their full quotas of fifteen millions of dollars in complying with this requisition one spanish mill dollar was to be received in lieu of forty dollars of the paper currency the bills so brought in were not to be reissued but destroyed and other bills not to exceed one dollar for every twenty received in discharge of taxes were to be emitted these bills were to be redeemable within six years and were to bear an interest of five per centum per annum to be paid at the time of their redemption in specie or at the election of the holder annually in bills of exchange drawn by the united states on their commissioners in europe at four shillings and sixpence sterling for each dollar they were to be issued in ascertained proportions on the funds of the several states with a collateral security on the part of the government to pay the quota of any particular state which the events of the war might render incapable of complying with its own engagements the bills were to be deposited in the continental loan offices of the several states and were to be signed only as the money then in circulation should be brought in by taxes or otherwise and being signed six-tenths of them were to be delivered to the states on whose funds they were to be issued and the remaining four-tenths to be retained for the use of the continent the operation of this scheme of finance was necessarily suspended by the same causes which suspended that for requiring specific articles it depended on the sanction and cooperation of the several state legislatures many of which were yet to convene as it would be impracticable to maintain the value of the money about to be emitted should the states continue to issue bills of credit they were earnestly requested to suspend future emissions and to call the current paper out of circulation but the time for this measure was not yet arrived and many of the states continued the use of the press till late in the following year the establishment of the army for the ensuing campaign was fixed at thirty five thousand two hundred and eleven men and the measures for recruiting it were founded on the state system which was become entirely predominant the few intelligent statesmen who could combine practical good sense with patriotism perceived the dangerous inefficacy of a system which openly abandoned 
the national character and proceeded on the principle that the american confederacy was no more than an alliance of independent nations that great delays would be experienced that the different parts of the plan would be acted on too unequally and too uncertainly to furnish a solid basis for military calculations that the system would be totally deranged in its execution where mischiefs foreseen and lamented by many as resulting inevitably from a course of measures to which the government of the union was under the painful necessity of submitting certain i am said the commander-in-chief in a confidential letter to a member of the national legislature that unless congress speaks in a more decisive tone unless they are vested with powers by the several states competent to the great purposes of the war or assume them as a matter of right and they and the states respectively act with more energy than they hitherto have done our cause is lost we can no longer drudge on in the old way by ill-timing the adoption of measures by delays in the execution of them or by unwarrantable jealousies we incur enormous expenses and derive no benefit from them one state will comply with a requisition from congress another neglects to do it a third executes it by halves and all differ in the manner the matter or so much in point of time that we are all working uphill and while such a system as the present one or rather want of one prevails we ever shall be unable to apply our strength or resources to any advantage this my dear sir is plain language to a member of congress but it is the language of truth and friendship it is the result of long thinking close application and strict observation i see one head gradually changing into thirteen i see one army branching into thirteen and instead of looking up to congress as the supreme controlling power of the united states consider themselves as dependent on their respective states in a word i see the power of congress declining too fast for the respect which is due to them as the great representative body of america and am fearful of the consequences but whatever might be his objections to the proposed system general washington was unremitting in his endeavors to render the plan perfect in detail and to give to its execution all the aid which his situation and influence enabled him to afford the distresses of the army for food which had found temporary relief in the particular exertions of the magistrates and people of new jersey soon returned and it became once more necessary even after the magazines had been in some degree replenished to recur to the same persons for assistance the supplies of forage had failed and a great proportion of the horses had perished or been rendered unfit for use neither funds nor credit were possessed for the purchase of others and the quartermaster-general found himself unable to transport provisions from remote magazines into camp this circumstance reduced the commander-in-chief to the painful necessity of calling on the patriotism of private citizens under the penalty of a military impressment should a voluntary contribution be refused for those means of conveyance which the government could not supply the want of food was not the only difficulty to be surmounted others of a serious nature presented themselves the pay of an officer was reduced by the depreciation of the currency to such a miserable pittance as to be unequal to the supply of the most moderate demands the pay of a major-general would no longer hire an express writer and that of a captain would not purchase the shoes in which he marched the american officers were not rich and many of them had expended their little all in the service if they had exhausted their private funds or if they possessed none they could rely only on the state to which they belonged for such clothing as the state might be willing or able to furnish these supplies were so insufficient and unequal as to produce extreme dissatisfaction in the lines of some of the states the officers gave notice in a body of their determination to resign on a given day if some decent and certain provision should not be made for them the remonstrances of the commander-in-chief produced an offer to serve as volunteers until, until 
their successor should be appointed and on the rejection of this proposition they were with difficulty induced to remain in service under these complicated embarrassments it required all that enthusiastic patriotism which preeminently distinguishes the soldier of principle all that ardent attachment to the cause of their country which originally brought them into the field and which their sufferings could not diminish all the influence of the commander-in-chief whom they almost adored to retain in the service men who felt themselves neglected and who believed themselves to be the objects of the jealousy of their country rather than of its gratitude among the privates causes of disgust grew out of the very composition of the army which increased the dissatisfaction produced by their multiplied wants the first effort made to enlist troops for the war had in some degree succeeded while these men found themselves obliged to continue in service without compensation and often without the common necessaries of life they perceived the vacant ranks in their regiments filled up by men who were to continue only for a few months and who received bounties for that short service from individuals or from the states which were of great real value and which appeared to soldiers not acquainted with the actual state of depreciation to be immense they could not fail to compare situations and to repine at engagements which deprived them of advantages which they saw in possession of others many were induced to contest those engagements many to desert a service in which they experienced such irritating inequalities and all felt with the more poignant indignation those distressing failures in the commissary department which so frequently recurred committee of congress deputed to camp in consequence of the strong representations made to congress on these various causes of disquiet a committee of three members repaired to camp for the purpose of consulting with the commander-in-chief on such arrangements as the means and possession of the government would enable it to make and the present state of the army might require in representing the condition of the troops they said that the army was unpaid for five months that it seldom had more than six days provisions in advance and was on several occasions for several successive days without meat that the army was destitute of forage that the medical department had neither tea chocolate wine nor spirituous liquors of any kind that every department of the army was without money and had not even the shadow of credit left that the patience of the soldiers borne down by the pressure of complicated sufferings was on the point of being exhausted to relieve this gloomy state of things by transfusing into it a ray of hope for the future a resolution was passed declaring that congress would make good to the line of the army and to the independent corps thereof the deficiency of their original pay which had been occasioned by the depreciation of the continental currency and that the money or other articles heretofore received should be considered as advanced on account to be comprehended in the settlement to be finally made the benefits of this resolution were confined to those who were then in actual service or should thereafter come into it and who were engaged for the war or for three years this resolution was published in general orders and had considerable influence on the army but not sufficient to remove the various causes of dissatisfaction which existed and were continually multiplying the engagement to make good the depreciation of their pay was an act of justice too long withheld and no promise for the future could supply the place of present comfortable subsistence no hope was given that their condition in this respect would be improved for a considerable time the troops received only from one-half to one-eighth of a ration of meat and at length were several days without a single pound of that necessary article this long course of suffering had unavoidably produced some relaxation of discipline and had gradually soured the minds of the soldiers to such a degree that their discontents broke out into actual mutiny may twenty five on the twenty fifth of may two regiments belonging to connecticut paraded under arms with a declared resolution to return home or to obtain subsistence at the point of the bayonet 
the soldiers of the other regiments though not actually joining the mutineers showed no disposition to suppress the mutiny by great exertions on the part of the officers aided by the appearance of a neighboring brigade of pennsylvania then commanded by colonel stewart the leaders were secured and the two regiments brought back to their duty some sentiments however were disclosed by the soldiers in answer to the remonstrances of their officers of a serious and alarming nature their pay was now five months in arrear and the depreciation of the money they said was such that it would be worth nothing when received when reminded of the late resolution of congress for making good the loss sustained by depreciation of the reputation acquired by their past good conduct and of the value of the object for which they were contending they answered that their sufferings were too great to be longer supported that they wanted present relief and must have some present substantial recompense for their services a paper was found in the brigade which appeared to have been brought by some emissary from new york stipulating the troops to the abandonment of the cause in which they were engaged june sixth discontents of the army and the complaints excited in the country by the frequent requisitions on the people of new jersey had been communicated with such exaggeration to the officer commanding in new york as to induce the opinion that the american soldiers were ready to desert their standards and the people of new jersey to change their government general Niphausen enters jersey to countenance these dispositions general Niphausen embarked at staten island and landed in the night with about five thousand men at elizabethtown point in new jersey early next morning he marched towards springfield by the way of connecticut farms but soon perceived that the real temper both of the country and the army had been misunderstood on the appearance of the enemy the militia assembled with alacrity and aided the small patrolling parties of continental troops in harassing him on his march from elizabethtown to the connecticut farms a distance of five or six miles where a halt was made in a spirit of revenge unworthy the general of an army more in the character of tryon who was present than of Niphausen, who commanded this settlement was reduced to ashes from the farms Niphausen proceeded to springfield the jersey brigade commanded by general maxwell and the militia of the adjacent country took an advantageous position at that place and seemed determined to defend it Niphausen halted in its neighborhood and remained on his ground until night having received intelligence of this movement general washington put his army in motion early in the same morning that Niphausen marched from elizabethtown point and advanced to the short hills in the rear of springfield while the british were in the neighborhood of that place dispositions were made for an engagement the next morning but Niphausen retired in the night to the place of his disembarkation general washington continued on the hills near springfield too weak to hazard an engagement but on ground chosen by himself his continental troops did not exceed three thousand men a return of the whole army under his immediate command made on the third of june exhibited in the column of present fit for duty only three thousand seven hundred and sixty rank and file so reduced was that force on which america relied for independence you but too well know said general washington in a letter to a friend giving an account of this incursion and will regret with me the cause which justifies this insulting manoeuvre on the part of the enemy it deeply affects the honor of the states a vindication of which could not be attempted in our present circumstances without most intimately hazarding their security at least so far as it may depend on the preservation of the army their character their interest their all that is dear call upon them in the most pressing manner to place the army immediately on a respectable footing the long continuous of Niphausen at elizabethtown strengthened a suspicion that sir henry clinton was about to return from south carolina and intended without disembarking his troops to proceed up the hudson to west point and that the movement into jersey was a faint designed to cover the real object 
the letters of the commander-in-chief addressed about this period to those who might be supposed to possess influence in the government of the union or in those of the states exhibit his conjectures respecting the designs of his adversary as well as his apprehensions from the condition of his own army to the committee of congress in camp he observed general Niphausen still continues in the jerseys with all the force which can be spared from new york a force greatly superior to ours should sir henry join him their superiority will be decided and equal to almost anything they might think proper to attempt the enemy it is true are at this time inactive but their continuance in their present position proves that they have some project of importance in contemplation perhaps they are only waiting until the militia grow tired and return home which they are doing every hour to prosecute their designs with the less opposition this would be a critical moment for us perhaps they are waiting the arrival of sir henry clinton either to push up the north river against the highland posts or to bend their whole force against this army in either case the most disastrous consequences are to be apprehended you who are well acquainted with our situation need no arguments to evince the danger the militia of this state have run to arms and behaved with an ardor and spirit of which there are few examples but perseverance in enduring the rigors of military service is not to be expected from those who are not by profession obliged to it the reverse of this opinion has been a great misfortune in our affairs and it is high time we should recover from an error of so pernicious a nature we must absolutely have a force of a different composition or we must relinquish the contest in a few days we may expect to rely almost entirely on our continental force and this from your own observation is totally inadequate to our safety the exigency calls loudly on the states to carry all the recommendations of the committee into the most vigorous and immediate execution but more particularly that for completing our batteries by a draft with all possible expedition End of chapter seven part one